Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Today I'm kind of, I'm pretty unemployed. This is the podcast where I talk to my friends and people who I admire about jobs they've had, jobs they didn't have, jobs they lost, you know, just some, some light entertainment for you while you're either at work or sitting on your couch in your underwear, which is probably where I'd be if I wasn't recording this. Um, today we have a very special guest. I'm very excited about this episode. He and I are kind of, I've known him for a very long time and now we're kind of coworkers. We're freelancers who work in the same <laughs> place. Uh, you could call it that. He's also one of the Cooligans. Listen to that podcast. Very entertaining. Uh, and he sometimes hosts HQ Sports. Yeah. Or you can catch him around town. You do stand up everywhere. Guys, everywhere. It's Alexis Guerrero. What's Hello. up? Do you have a name for your fans? The crowd is going wild. Uh, the unemployed heads. The unemployed heads? <laughs> yep. I just named it. Okay. I just came up with that. Not the Anna Hive? No. <laughs> I think it's got to be the unemployed heads. That's, the unemployed that's fun. Heads. Yeah, thanks for being here. Ah, thanks for having me. I this was so awesome. excited, especially to have like a professional podcaster like you. I was like, oh, this is good. This do, you, is- do you ever become a professional podcaster? I think some ever- people are. Like okay. you're a very established one, I would say. That I'll take. Established podcaster. Yeah, because I kind of just yell. I mean, I did a, an entire episode. I talked about almost getting arrested while I was taking a shit in a, at a game. I mean- that being professional at anything is, is hard for me to accept. It's entertainment. You know, at least it wasn't visual. We didn't have to watch that. You no, know, I was very descriptive, though. You know what I mean? I try to really get in there. Yeah, you know? I, you. I try to give you a really painted picture. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the show where we don't talk about shitting, uh, shitting your pants. <laughs> can I curse? I said shit before. You I can curse. curse. Nice. I curse. Brian knew that would never, that would always be an issue for me. Is that going to be a problem for me when we launch this? No. Okay. No. I love to curse. It's just kind of who I am. They actually say it means you're smarter. Oh. I don't know if that pans out for me, but I do also swear a lot. Wow. It might be from where we're from, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're from the East Coast. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're rough and we're, tough. we're built properly, yeah. as I like to say. <laughs> you ever meet someone from Wisconsin? I'm like, you're not going to make it. You right. Know what I mean, it's not your fault. Yeah. But if you can't order that bacon, egg, and cheese. Same with, like, California. I uh, mean. Don't even get me started. I like people that are from California. Me too. Like, real. Very nice. Yes. They're real people. Yeah. People that move to California on purpose. Yeah. They should have kept going and just stayed in the ocean. I was you know in LA I mean? this week. You will like, you will appreciate this. And I'm like, Jared, I was with him and we drove by a sweet green in West Hollywood. I was like, oh, I'm like remembering my days. I'm like, that's the sweet green. I got in a fight with the person who works there. He's like, <laughs> why'd you get in a fight? I go, because I ordered the Nancy's chop, best salad they ever had. And they fucking give me like two things of salami. And I was like, that's it. I want more salami. And they put more salami and then they try and charge me $3 more. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You gave me the right amount of salami now in after I had to ask. Exactly. Yeah. In New York, I was like, that's a normal amount. And in LA, they give two strips of salami and they're like, salad, done. It's trash. And I, and I was, they were like, they were like, she's not from here. Like, just fucking yeah. give her the salad and let her leave on her merry way. This happened to me. I was at a diner with a bunch of comedians. So we're being loud. I get sure. that it's like noon. <laughs> But whatever. It's six comedians at one table. I thought you were going to say like midnight. Why are you <laughs> no. there at noon? <laughs> we, it was Sunday. Sometimes oh, we brunch. all go out for breakfast. Okay. We call it breakfast. You know what I mean? No one says yes. So we go breakfast. Got it. Uh, and the person in front of me is from Canada. The other person in front of me is from Atlanta. Like I'm the only, there's a guy next to me from Tampa. I'm the only East Coast person here. We're in Queens. And there's a family having some type of reunion. I don't know why you're doing this at a diner. You know what I mean? At noon. At noon. Uh, it's like, clearly the family doesn't like you. You know what I mean, grandma? You right. know what I mean? So we're being loud. The dude in front of me says something hilarious. So I'm doing what I would normally do, which is smack the tables. I'm trying to hide under the table because I'm just, I'm laughing so incredibly hard. I'm trying to hide it. So this lady, she's one of these older white ladies who wears like the safari hat. You know what I'm talking about? Like the hat where the one side is lifted up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like clearly only Upper East Side safaris. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Fashion. She was upset she was in Queens, (laughs) you know? So she comes over and she says to the table, she goes, well, clearly none of you guys had any fun. And she reaches over everyone, points directly at me, and she goes, including you. Oh. And leaves. And I said, what does she mean by that? And the guy from Atlanta is like, she meant like we were having a good time. I go, no, no, no. She reached over everyone and pointed at me and said, especially you. What do you think she meant by that? 
And the guy from Toronto was like, are you going to fight an old woman? Yeah. And I'm like, and I realized in that moment, like, that's the perception I've given everyone is I'm willing to go up there and just eat this bitch alive. You know what I mean? Uh, like, it's not I what's going to happen. I think she wanted it, though. I, honestly, She's like, and you bring yeah, it, yeah. kid. Get up, bitch. I yeah. think that's what she was trying to say to me. Fuck these Canadians. I'm <laughs> yeah, ready for the New Yorker. Yeah. Don't oh listen to God. these fucking maple syrup, bitch. Like, I was, I was like, no, no, no. What does she mean by that? My friend's like, are you going, regardless of what she meant by it, are you going to fight this woman? I need to know this if I'm going to be friends with you. And I just couldn't help but laugh because I'm like, I get that that's the energy I'm putting out, but I'm like, everyone else here, right. except for this table, agrees with me. I just want you to know that. I get it. I'm in I Queens. Get that. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why are you in Queens? I don't know. It's because they wanted to. It's like comedians are poor. This is the only place they could live. Oh. Queens is a wonderful place. Best food in New York City is in Queens. I wanted to talk about food with you because like- I'm going to talk about it whether you want it or not. I mean, I literally was like, I, I said to Brian, I was like, Alexis is a comedian, but he's also like, uh, how do I say this? Uh, he knows food better than anyone I know. Like, oh, that means a lot to You me. know good food. I know you know it. Yeah. And like, you know, any restaurant you drop, like, you know it, you've heard of it. Some, you've tried their the best dish they have on the menu. Like- <laughs> I mean, you're like the Anthony Bourdain of the comedian world. I feel right. like you really do. You have a good palate. But you I'm know. sticking around. Remember when we had Wagyu together? Yes. Mm, oh, yeah. We had a blast. That at was that a place. fun night. Yeah. I like how Remember you got we Nobu. Yeah, we were in Nobu, and I like how like people were like, "I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get that." And I do what I sometimes do when I I go out to eat with a lot of like chefs and restaurateurs and stuff, and we'll order pretty much everything on the menu, and everyone tries everything. Yeah. And then when I go to or to eat with like people who don't normally go out to eat with a lot of chefs, they all want to get their own entree. Yeah, it's awkward. And I I'm love like, sharing. Can I just, can I recommend <laughs> we get a bunch of stuff? Yeah. We over order for the table and then everyone gets to try something. Right. And then you get to eat as much of it as you want because there's like typically one or two extra dishes on the table. And it's only a little bit more expensive than if you ordered your own thing. Right? I and, agree with you. I've converted you my boyfriend. jumped in right away. Yeah, yeah you were like, let's do that. And I was like, yes. And then Matt was like, what? We're spending money that's not ours. So Matt was on board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt's like, and champagne, a bottle yeah. for everyone. And Matt's like, what's the most, what did Drake order the last time he was here? <laughs> I want two of that. <laughs> uh, that was great. But anyway, you know food and I feel like you've kind of made a job out of food. Like you had your tours. I wanted to talk about that yeah. a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit about your food tour? Yeah, I was, um, we currently do and, and we've really limited it now because myself and Mike Albanese, who was a comedian from Atlanta that uh -huh. I was referencing in the previous story. Um, he and I just love food, talk a lot about food. Uh, I was doing pizza tours at the time. For someone else, right? For someone else. Yeah. And they were looking for somebody. And Mike had just said like, yo, pizza. I know a lot about pizza. My family owned a pizza shop. So I was like, all right, let's see if that'll work out. So I didn't know too much about Mike at the time. I had like hung out, hanging out with him. So I said to the guy, Scott, who owns the company, I was like, hey, this comedian's looking for a food tour. He knows a lot about pizza. Great. He's, Scott's like, this guy's great. He knows a ton about pizza. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll see. So I started hanging out with him a little more. We started eating. Next thing you know, my manager had said like, yo, while you're eating with another comic, you should film it. So we started filming it and it became like this live, like we were doing on Facebook and Instagram live called Fat Venture. Okay. Where he and I would go pick a place and we'd essentially pretty much eat through the menu. I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what spawned everything after that. Like, you know, we picked up a bit of a reel. We got, we ended up getting a deal with Food Network. We did two pilots with Food Network. Um, I did one on my own just before that. So like in total, three shows that did, went nowhere, but still it was kind of exciting. Right. You know. Uh, but it came from a place of like, we like food. Yeah. Like we, but also like when we talk about food, my wife says I talk about food. Like if you ask me about a dish, I'll explain the way a virgin talks about a woman taking her clothes off. You know, like, like I get into like- Sorry, I spit all over the mic. I get into details and I'm like, I want you to experience what I experience. Oh my God. Like when someone says like, what's that dish? I don't just go, oh, it's cheese on some meat in between bread. Right. I'm like, no, no, no. It's layered specifically and they do this and they put kidney fat in the burgers because that renders out quickly. So now the burger's cooking in its own fat as opposed to a, an additive oil. Like yeah, I'm trying you know. to, I'm trying to explain it to you so that you Do you get annoyed by people who describe wine though? Does that piss you off? I, you know, I don't pick up a burger and go, oh yeah, notes of sandalwood. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> also, this has all been proven false. Like, you know what I mean? Like, none of this is real. Like, just enjoy <laughs> fermented grapes, will ya? You know? <laughs> like, I, like, when someone layers a sandwich right, I'm mm -hmm. like that. This person cares. Like I want to. I want to find a way to honor you the way you paid honor to that sandwich that I'm now about to eat. So I'm gonna tell everyone: go to Anthony and Sons. You know they're great at what they do. You know mm -hmm. go here, yada yada yada. Lindy yeah. Street, which is right down the road. It's yeah. the best pizza place in New York City right now. What that guy's doing 
should be blowing the doors off everyone, but he doesn't have money for PR, so it's not happening. What's it called? It's called Le Industry. It's like the French word. The guy bought a cafe and didn't know he could change the name for free, so he kept it. Uh, it's like a DBA, dude. It's on the fucking paper. You know, get someone who knows who knows how to speak English if you don't. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, yeah, it's called Le Industry. It's it's incredible. The guy's name is Massimo. His buddy Nick, who invented the FDNY sandwich at Anthony and Sons, by the way, which really? is their best sandwich. Yeah, he now works there. It's just great. It's just a great place to go hang out. It's yeah. tiny. It's like six seats. It's dope, but like, like that guy cares. Like he's he was working three times as hard as anybody else in New York yeah. to get the pizza to taste that way. It's like, why wouldn't I tell everyone how, why? Yeah, I do that too. I always yeah. Instagram. I'm like, this is the best thing I ever tried, or like, oh, here's why I like this, or I love this, like this bakery or whatever. And you know why I like I like your food takes is because you'll you'll typically like I try to find hidden gems, mm. a lot of holes in the wall. You are good at like here's like yeah, it, forget the bullshit. Here's what you get at this fancy restaurant. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, all right, now I know if Anna says it's good, that means it's actually good. Oh, man. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I worked in fine dining for seven years. So you know it. You know it from like, you know, I your hated background. that I became an obnoxious foodie, but I did. You know what I mean? Like, there's I, only one way to get out. You either hate food forever if you work in fine dining or you go that way. Right. I went that way. At first, I was like, also, it makes you kind of like, um, not pretentious. You feel bad for people when you go to restaurants. You're like, oh, like, I feel so bad. She has three tables. I know what's going on. Like, I hate knowing that. Do but you over tip? Mm, no, but if it's great, sure. I, if I can afford it, yes, I would yeah. love to over tip. I will. I will over tip. My <laughs> wife says I tip uh, women more as waiter. Wait, like wait, I was still a waiter. She's right? so I was perceptive. Say waitress. Uh, she's from Jersey, yeah. so she's always checking to make sure I'm not cheating on her. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> she's a, I, I yeah. married a monster. Um, she's great. Uh, Mary Italians from Jersey, guys. You'll never live without fear. It's awesome. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she's always checking. So she says, I tip women more if they're, if they're my waiter, I tip Latin people more. And if it's a Latin woman, they get the most. Wow. And, she's like, and you don't even realize it. She's like, I bet you it's cause they remind you of your mother. My, my single mom worked like six jobs growing up. She's like, she probably, they probably remind you of your mother. There's something in your fucking head where you feel like you, but I'm like, she's kind of right. Like if it's like a, a, a Latin woman, I will tip her 25%. Yeah. Without even thinking about it. <laughs> Whenever I just you do, do your wife, whenever you do your wife's voice, <laughs> like I, I imagine like being in their house is like being in like Goodfellas. Like the two of you are just like back and forth, and you're just like yeah. But imagine the guy in the scene is scared. <laughs> That's <laughs> people are like oh, it's like the Soprano. She's Carmela Anthony. I'm like yeah, but I'm not Tony. I'm like I'm the guy who takes care of the lawn, who's afraid of whatever's going to be at the end of this argument. <laughs> like okay, yeah. if you don't have to pay me, I'm good. I'll feel. I'll she woke me up the out. other day. She's like clean up your shit, and she left. And I'm like I didn't know what specifically, so I ended up cleaning the whole house. I was like I don't know, I don't know how she got this done. I'm like how did she get in my head? <laughs> Like, be specific and I'll oh clean that God. thing. Oh my God, I love it. So the tour, so you guys came up with your show. <laughs> You're really good at getting back to the actual uh, thank thing. Thank you, thank So you. yeah, we decided to start doing, so the uh, Food Network owned the name for a while okay. because it was part of the deal. Um, and when that was done, we got the name back and we were like, oh, we'll shoot our own pilot or we'll do a YouTube series. But then him and I started becoming a little bit busier. So we ended up doing live food tours and it's been great. I mean, fans from... Cooligans have come out, fans from... So are they still going on, even though you're not... They are. Them? We're doing more private tours right now. Cool. We have uh, we have like maybe two left in the year that we're doing that are public, mm -hmm. that um, we're going to try our hardest to stop doing them, the public ones after that. And like people want to like hang out with us and eat, and it's a lot of fun, but we're just both so busy. Like I've been traveling. I've been home what, six days in the last 30 days? Wow. So like I just- You were all over the world. I was I literally, my body has no clue what time it is right now. <laughs> I've been sleeping like in an hour and a half increments and just waking up as if I missed like my school bus. I've never <laughs> once taken a school bus, okay? <laughs> like I honestly, like my body's not prepared. I went California, I was in LA, North Carolina, Germany, New York, Seattle. That's all, all like in three weeks. That's so my body has just no clue where we're at. Yeah. My next trip is Miami, which thank God it's the same time zone. Nice. So I could start to maybe rebuild good sleeping habits. Yeah. And I don't I don't feel like I'm having six heart attacks every night. <laughs> That's hard. It was scary. I'm like, but yo, it's still jet cool lag that is real. you got to do that. Oh, it's dope. I got flown out to Germany to see soccer. I mean, yeah. Guys, start a podcast with the thing you love, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's why I wanted to have you on. You've done you've like made work out of the things you love. You're yeah. not waiting around for someone to like, I mean, we're all kind of waiting around for someone to cast us on the next big TV show. But yeah. also you're like, fuck it. I can in the meantime, here's what I want to do. Yeah, you know, I honestly I give it all up to an agent I had at the beginning of my career um somehow i got the snl packet in, mm. in my hands I've and they were those. like here's what you're supposed to do so i like worked i didn't even know what the delivery like the due date was on it so i just like made like the best one i it was like i was late by like three months like nobody wanted to see Wait, it 
<laughs> you were late by three months. Yeah, it was like they wanted it by like June 1st. And I was like, August 3rd. I'm like, here you go, baby. It's the best thing I yeah. ever wrote. <laughs> I was like long beard, long hair, you know, like there was poop smeared on the walls. They're like, like Alexis, <laughs> it's three to five sketches. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And Every I'm year. Like, Citizen Kane <laughs> <laughs> delivered. And I was just like, the, the here's like my opus, you know, like here's the best I could. I don't even know if I use that correctly. I was like, here's the best I, I could you. do. And, uh, the the person like the agent that was trying to hip pocket me was like, dude, this was I gave you a week to do this, and I was like, oh. But then he read it and he was like, yo, this is incredible. It's like you've never like really written sketches and stuff like that before. I was like, no, dude, I was watching YouTube videos to try to like make sure I was <laughs> correct. I bought a book. I didn't read it, but I bought one. I thought that was pretty good commitment wise. Um, but I delivered like a bunch of I I did a bunch of like weekend update jokes they didn't ask for. I did it all. I was like, I wrote in, I wrote like three episodes. Honestly, this sounds like it's like you should publish this. I also don't write. Like I'm, I'm much more of a person who speaks. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard for me to sit down and write. Like I, if you put me in a room alone with a notebook, it'd be just a bunch of drawings of dicks. Like I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe one of those war scenes. You ever see those kids that draw like it with like all the bullets or the dots? I would be that too. Like a lot of planes, a couple UFOs, you know? So he saw and he was like, dude, you should be doing more writing. I was like, I hate writing. This was the worst I hated doing this. Like, I don't want to do this for a living. four months yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you notice how late I am, you know? Um, and he was like, well, if you don't want to write, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know. I want to be a comedian. He's like, okay, well, you are one. He's like, what are you known for? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm funny on stage. And he's like, everyone is funny on stage. Mm -hmm. If you're a comic, you're funny on stage. Right. What sets you apart? And I was like, I don't know. I'm fat. He's like, that's not enough. Like, <laughs> what are you known for? And I'm like, I don't know how to answer that. He goes, if somebody calls you, if another comedian were to call you and say, oh, I got to call Alexis. Yeah. Other than to talk about comedy and gossip, what would be the reason that someone would think, oh, I got to talk to you? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Probably if it's either about food or soccer. And he goes, that's who you are. He's like, go. As hard as you worked on this, go work on food and I soccer. I love this. It's the greatest advice ever. So I get my TV show now going back, what, seven weeks? I finally can talk about it like maybe nine weeks ago. Yeah. I'm like freaking out. I'm walking down the street. I see my agent, this guy, this, this first who agent. Who told you that? Whoever cared about the fact that I wanted to be funny. And I was like, dude. He's like, oh, I saw you got a TV show. I was like, yeah, thanks to you. He's like, I didn't have fucking it. He's like, wait, am I getting a cut? I'm yeah. like, no, you idiot. <laughs> you and paying I, me? And I go, the advice you gave me. And he's like, what advice? I'm like, when I gave you the SNL packet and, you know, you were like, what are you known for? And I was like, food and soccer. And he goes, all right, that's who you are. He goes, I don't even remember I told you that. <laughs> I was like, this is the sagest advice. I've told like maybe, maybe like nine other comedians and it's like changed their careers. Yeah. I was like, no, this is like the sagest advice anyone's ever given someone like in any entertainment field. I was and you don't say, remember? even in other fields, I think, besides entertainment, it's like, what do you do that sets you apart from every other person? For, what do you specialize yeah. in? Yes. What are you able to talk to people about? Like, that's I was like, and you don't such remember? good advice. He's like, no, nah, I guess I just made it up in that moment. I'm like, buddy, write a book. <laughs> write a book about just this. <laughs> he <laughs> now lives so in my great. neighborhood. But I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? How do you not remember? This is like the greatest advice anyone's ever given a comedian. You gave to me. Yeah. So many people, though, have like touched our lives and we're like, man, that woman on the yeah. train, though, she said that thing and this person will never ever no. know what they did or how they a lot of like us. a lot of like what like people say like oh they felt like they were like an angel <laughs> gave me this advice it's like a crush that has no idea who you are <laughs> like what i said what <laughs> right Oh man, I was high as fuck that day. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? Oh my God. You gave me, you were high on peyote. Where'd you even find peyote? You know? I love this advice though. Brian, this is good advice for me. I'm taking it and I'm like, it's true. But I just started figuring that out, I think, a couple of years ago, like what I'm good at and how it will set me apart. From you and things. I have known each other, what, eight years now? A long time. Yeah, we yeah. took UCB classes together. That's right. Um, I don't remember what class. They were improv, I know that. Improv classes, yeah. When we were like, oh, we're New York City improvisers now, we're cool people. I paid you 350 bucks. Now I'm a comedian and I'm famous, yep. right? That's how this works? That's how it works. Uh, all right, let me hang out with Michael Sarah then, you know? <laughs> uh, I've, I've seen you sort of, you've definitely found your voice. Oh, thank you. And I think that's really impressive. Like when I first met you, I'm like multi-talented. I could tell you could sing, you could, you know, do whatever the fuck you want. Thank wanted, you so you know? much. Uh, but now I can see like, all right, she's found her lane. Kind you know? of. I feel like Or at it. least what you're comfortable in. Yeah. You know? For You'll sure. find out whether people are going to follow you or not. <laughs> you know? Like, that happens. Like, I sometimes get on stage and I talk about, like, having been in a gang and stuff. People are like, not you. You know? Right. Because I don't look it. You know yeah. what I mean? I get it. Like, I, so it takes me a while for you to, I have to earn your trust. Like, when I do it, when I headline, I do an hour, I can get to it. Mm -hmm. When I'm doing 15 minutes, I'm like, just give them the hits, Alexis. You know, get in and get out. Yeah. Stop no, trying it's to tell very a story. true. I just did my first, like, 45-minute 
like, it was a bunch of stories in stand-up that I've, like, worked on over the years, but I did it as, a, as like, an unemployed kind of, like, set. Like Almost a, like a one-woman show? Yeah, like, about oh, jobs. Awesome. So I felt like it was really, it was fun for me. It was, it was exciting to, like, figure out, like, obviously the hits hit. Yeah. And the other stuff, you're like, well, I could cut it off. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on those. <laughs> this was a workshop. You yeah. guys saw that in the invite. <laughs> Thanks for being here for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what did you want to be when you grow up? I wanted to be an actress. I could tell. I did. I was like, and growing up, I was like, Broadway has yeah. not seen the star of me yet. Like, and my parents were probably like, oh my God, oh my God, stop her, please. Yeah. My dad is a lawyer and my mother's a dentist and they are- Oh yeah, they're like, please get her a chemistry book. They're like, yeah. they're like, and I would I would make shows every weekend and I would make my my siblings be like my, the other Spice Girls or like my backup singers and like every week. And they were like, so then when I was applying to school, I was like, I'm going to go to school for probably musical theater I mean that's how you get on Broadway my parents were like why don't you go to a real school first yeah. and then then see if you want to do it later on you and I grew up very differently but we had a same a similar thing like I got accepted to Tish for filmmaking oh and my mother was like no <laughs> was like no she's what are you like, gonna make a film what yeah. does that mean she's like what are you gonna live in Newark for the rest of your life <laughs> she was like yo go to school for business go be a business person and then be the producer of films She's like, you'll have as much say, but right. you'll have so much more money. You'll ma you'll be the one who makes all the money. And I'm like, all right, it's not bad advice. Right. And so I'm you like, went to business school? I went. So I got accepted to Turner uh, Stern as well, but only under the general studies program. And okay. I couldn't afford NYU. So I ended up going to St. Peter's. But yeah, I went to business school. I got two bachelors in three years. Whoa. And I was like, yo, I'm done. I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. But I, I took one more class so that I could graduate with the woman who would become my wife. Uh -huh. We went in college. But I was working like seven days a week all through that. Like I was like dedicated to get the fuck out of Newark. Yeah. Like especially now it's kind of nice. But it so was not then. <laughs> during your school, like while you were in business school, were you still like, shit, I really want to perform. Like I really want to be a comedian. I really want to like. Any opportunity that there was a chance to grab a microphone at school, I took it. Like there was during orientation when I met uh, the, uh, my wife, uh, they wanted, uh, we split off into groups of five and then you were supposed to present what you put together. Mm-hmm. And our group was just fucking around the whole time. So I was like, yo, quick, everyone, draw your hand. Like, trace your hand with different markers. And I'll say, I'll, I'll do this whole speech about, like, you know, diversity and inclusiveness. You know what I mean? Beautiful. And there was this other dude who was like, all right, I'm going to draw an eye. I'm like, we, we don't need an eye. <laughs> and he was like, nah, because the eye is like God looking down. I'm like, we don't need any of that. Go draw your own thing. <laughs> right? And he was like, nah, I'm going to do it. And I was like, all right, don't. Don't on this because I have a whole thing laid out. So... I look over, the kid's drawing the fucking eye right before I go up. Oh, no. So I look at him and I, put, I go, hey. And I grab his arm. I'm like, you're going to talk about the eye. I'll talk about the hands. So he goes on and on and on about the fucking eye and everyone's like bored. Like everyone else was, you know. Mm -hmm. And I get up. I shit on him for about five minutes. I make fun of the eye, you know. I talk about the hands and I'm just riffing. I'd, I've never been a comic before, but I'm like just trying to make everyone laugh because it felt so boring. Yeah. And later on that night, I met my wife for the first time. And the first thing she said is, you're going to be a comedian one day. Because the way you were on that stage, oh my that's God. natural. And she was right. She regrets every, ever saying it. Now that I'm a comic, <laughs> until the TV show happened. But yeah, like I knew I had the skill set to talk on microphone. I wasn't scared. Yeah, I got but I you. Always, I always honored comedy at a very high level. I'm like, those guys work really hard. Yeah. And those ladies, those people work really hard. Right. You know? And I don't know that I could ever sit and write. But whatever, somehow I find a way to make... You figure it out. I found a way to make it I mean, it you work. are a writer. You write your jokes. You figure out how they work. You yeah. probably, like, enjoy working them out more, on, like, on a stage. I love it. I love that pressure moment of having to come up with something funny. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, so tell me, I want to know about other jobs you've had. Because obviously, you didn't always work as a as a comedian. No. You've had lots of jobs, right? Yeah. I mean, I worked in production for a while. I mean, when you're a comic, you're just finding ways to make it work in jobs that are not that committed. Yeah. So that you could bail at any moment to go do a show. You're like, what if someone asked me to go on tour? No one's going to ask you to go on tour. <laughs> no one. Not the first few years. Buddy, it's not happening. But you you have it in your head like, I got to be flexible, you right. know? Um, so, like, I did, uh, you know, I worked at a, I worked at a, um, like, mostly production companies. Like, I would, I would either be the camera person or I'd be, like, a coordinator. Okay. Um, once I picked up the tours... I did, uh, I worked on a, like, historical tour for, like, two weeks. And I was like, this is the worst. Like, I would uh, tell jokes, and the guy who, like, ran it was like, hey, that joke you said isn't historically factual. And I'm like, who cares? They're laughing. Right. And I'm like, two-thirds of these people don't even speak English. You know what I mean? And oh he was like, God. no, you can't. Because I would be like, oh, in history, was this movie filmed with, you know, Robert De Niro? And, and I would say, like, in Screech, you know? Screech wasn't in the film. Right. They would laugh. 
I'd feel like, all right, that was pretty good. And he'd be like, Scrooge wasn't in the film. I'm like, that's the bit, dude, you know? And he would get upset. So I stopped working there. Uh, but before- I did fashion tours, not to break up your your your. What exactly dog. is it? I would have assumed you did like Sex in the City tours. Nah, they didn't hire me. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> did not get that job. How? Uh, literally, I, that's what I said. Were um, they like, you're not a Samantha I don't enough. know. <laughs> I fucking don't know. But I did fashion tours of Fifth Avenue. It was actually very fun. That sounds dope. I even, yeah, I was going to do more this year, but they're not doing them right now. But uh it was, yourself. it was like 41st to Bergdorf's on 59th. Yeah. It was just Fifth Avenue. It was a walking tour and we would do like the history of all the designers and like stop at the store. We would only look in the windows, but they had a relationship where we could go into Coach and to Tiffany's. Uh, like you could go in and I could show Very them. Nice. And I would always make jokes about like, oh, well, I have this necklace at Tiffany. And they'd be like, ah, ha, ha. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> I'm working this crowd. <laughs> right. Yeah, if they speak English. Yeah, yeah you're hidden. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I remember I interrupted one of those tours to get into Henry Bendel. Oh, okay. Because I bought my wife a clutch purse in there. Remember, Listen like, to you. you fashion, you're a fashion right? New York City man. Right? Yeah. Look at me. Look at you. Because I bought her a, a black dress and I was like, I heard you're supposed to use a clutch purse <laughs> with a black dress. My sister's in fashion. She's a I was going to say, who'd you hear? that? Where, yeah. where are you watching this stuff? My my sister's a big, okay. uh, she went to FIT. She's like a big uh, product manager, project manager, I whatever the you. big title is in fashion. She knows stuff. Yeah, so I text her. I was like, yo, is this a cool dress? And, you know, she wrote back like, you're too fat for it. Ha, 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 we laugh. <laughs> and I was like, it's for a D. And then she's like, yes, does she have a black clutch? And I was like, no. We drive automatic, then we laugh again. <laughs> and then she says, <laughs> she's like, go buy her a clutch. And I said, what's that? She said, it's like basically a purse without the string. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. Where do I get one? And she the goes, string. yo, Henry Bendel just put out a good one. And, and I was like, no, it's dope. It looks, it looks like um, like these like uh, metal, they're like magnetic circles over like bullets almost. It looks like bullets. It's very nice. That come like pop out and like it opens up. I was like, oh, this is a dope ass purse. And there's one on Fifth Avenue. So I went and there was like a, there was someone dressed very nice. It's probably me. Yeah. So I was, I was like, get the fuck out of the way. But like, they were like talking about like, they, they were about like uh, what, Van Cleef's and Arpels uh, is up okay. the next block. And they were talking about heading that way. And, you know, like, as a New Yorker, like, you lean the way you're going to walk. Mm -hmm. And you expect the other person to be like, okay, shoulders are turned that way. That means we go this way. No, nah, she, like, walked right into me. I don't think it was you. Uh, I was like, yo, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, there was a bunch of tourists around me. I'm like, ah. And then, it was just like, get away from me. And I checked if my wallet got stolen. <laughs> the best is if you get in a hardcore fight and they're like, what the hell is he doing? He's buying his wife a clutch. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get my fucking wife a clutch. Yeah, I got a little black dress. You guys know what that is. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like the, what is that, the ride where they put, like, the actors oh, God, in? Yeah. They should do that. Like, That's I'm like funny. a guy who sounds like me, like they own a deli, but knows too much about fashion. Right, like a real New York ride. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so you do the tours. What else did you do? The food tours took up a, most of uh, my time because I, I was really good at them and yeah. I made a lot of money. Uh, but before all that, I worked in corporate America before I was even a comic. I was, I'm, I got became like a big corporate manager, like vice president of a region at like 24 years old. Whoa. Yeah, so I was making tons of money. I was making like 300000 a year. What? At yeah. 24 years old? At 24 old? years old. I remember the guy- Holy shit. The, guy who, the CEO of this division of the company, and I don't want to say what it is, but um, they were like an office supply company, yeah. and I managed their corporate division. Um, I'm so, blown away. You're making $300 at 24 years old, and your brain is like- $300,000. 300, I'm sorry, yeah. $300,000. I'm making $300 now. Back then, I was- $300,000 at 24 years old, but your brain is like, you should go be a comic. No, my brain is like, I'm wildly unhappy. Now, I thought, hey, when I get promoted, I'll have so much money. This was the goal when I got out of, like, when I even started college. Right. I'm like, I'll be fine then, even on less happy. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember he pulled me, this dude pulled me in a room. One of the best advice I ever got. He's like, hey, uh, we're about to go into a meeting with HR. I was like, great. Uh, did I fuck up? He's like, no, you need to sign some documents. You're about to be promoted. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. And he was like, look, I'm telling you now, you can say no. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you're about to, you're, he's like, when you sign that document, you will enter the top 10% of the United States of America as far as income is concerned. What? And he was like, when you do, he's like, I need you to know. Because this guy grew up with like 10, 10 brothers and sisters and like his, both his parents died and he was the one who like had to go get job for everybody and somehow he made it this far. So this dude was like, great. It was like from the South. I never connected with like an older white dude before like this, but he was like, just so you know, with all this money, comes a ton of bullshit. He's like, I'm telling you now, if you decide to do this, this will be the rest of your life. 
There's no choice. You don't go back after this. It's very difficult to go back to making less. He was like, but you can say no and go do what you really want in this world. Like he was trying to give me an out. And I like to Did this, he know that you had other passions that you were miserable? hundred percent. Yeah. You were he, friends. He, yeah. Like he was close enough with me where he would he took no bullshit. So if you let him, if he thought for a second you were disloyal, he would fire you. Mm-hmm. He would find a way to get rid of you. But I so I always like sort of tempered what I said to him, but he knew enough to know, oh, he's much happier when we're all in a group. And he's like joking. Or mm-hmm. when we're in front of the client, he never talks about business. He's always joking. He knew that I was much more leaning toward wanting to do that. But I think everyone just assumed it was like, well, that's like a pipe dream and you'll get rid of it once you start making a lot of money. Right. And uh, even my wife had told him at like a Christmas party, like, ah, oh, he'd much rather be a comedian than do this. And they're like, well, he's getting paid too much to do that now. I remember thinking that and thinking like, oh, they think I don't have an out. I always have an out. I survived Nork. I'm going to survive this. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'll stack my money and I'll be fine. And then I started spending money like an idiot. I walked out of corporate America having made, at the peak, I was making $350,000 a year. Oh my God. That's with my bonus. And I was $180,000 in debt. I saved none of it. Oh my God. I walked out owing way more than I made in my first like three years in corporate, (sighs) in the corporate world. So like- I was an idiot about it, but I knew. But you didn't go to that HR meeting, or you? Did? Oh no, I did. I signed the document. I became a manager. I was a manager for like three years. Oh. Yeah. No, I made I made a bunch of money, but I I spent more than I made because I thought right. like that'll make me happy. I bought my wife a BMW on a whim. You know, <laughs> I was like, hey, here's a BMW, and she's like, where are we gonna park it? We live on the Upper West Side, and I was like, I bought you a parking spot, and it's right next to Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I paid extra to park next to Lady Gaga. Are you kidding Like an me? asshole. I'm an asshole. But you give money to a kid from Newark, he's going to spend it. How, <laughs> he's a kid how from early? When was this before I met you? Like eight years ago? Was this when you this were was, rolling in it? Or? This was like, you met me two years after. So I had okay. just, when I started doing uh, improv, it was towards the end of my severance package. Got it. So I negotiated an 18-month severance package. 18 months? At 80%. What? That's how I paid off all my debt. I paid off all my debt and I paid off all my college loans before my severance package ran out. I saved none of it still, but I was like, whatever. I'm going to get rid of all my debt. And if I get rid of it, I think I only have like 11K left in, a, in Amex uh, debt. But I figured I'd pay off all the big ones. I could carry the Amex debt. And I told Amex I was fired. They'll freeze your account for a year. And then you could pay little by little. So I think I paid like half of that off. Oh, my God. But I, I paid off everything I owed. I paid off. I need when, to talk to him about my debt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, the last time my car got stolen, when I was when I was still living in Newark, I told him like I had a bunch of laptops in the trunk, and that's how I paid off my wife's ring, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I bought that on I bought that on finance. Oh my god! So like I was like, use that mentality, right? Like if you have this money coming in, pay off everything so that you could walk away scot free and you could just do comedy with nothing floating over your head besides rent and your cell phone, and that's exactly what I did. Oh and my, my wife was like the one who's like, yo, you look unhappy. You should go do what you've always wanted to do. I was like, I've always wanted to be a stand-up. She's like, go do an open mic. I did an open mic the next day. I never looked back. She has multiple times. <laughs> I have not. She's always looking back. Her neck hurts. She looks back so hard. Uh, <laughs> she's like, remember when you bought me a BMW? I'm like, I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> did you say you want cheese on that, baby girl? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> <laughs> did you say supersize? I can't, I can't do that right now. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> but I just, I'm like, yo, I'm going to use what I have coming in that I know is guaranteed. And then I use like unemployment after that just mm-hmm. to kind of get me through like the oh, beginning. I've been there, yeah. That's a fun office. I've never went. I did the phone call because oh. I was getting paid out of Jersey. So I had to pretend I still lived in Jersey. Got it. Which was hilarious. I went to the Brooklyn unemployment office. That is I rough. honestly want to have that guy on a TV show who runs that office. He was so animated and great. And then really? when I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a performer. I'm a, I'm a comedian. He's like, oh, you don't need my help. Like, you guys all have this figured out. I'm like, no, we don't. We're really poor. <laughs> yeah. None <laughs> of us you. know what we're doing and we don't have health insurance. No. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you gave up. So 18 months. You yeah. Didn't have to have any other job. Well, I was a contract negotiator. That was like the core of what my sure. job was. Like whenever- I only got six months after my job. Well, that's impressive. Thank you. But that's still impressive. 18 sounds way more impressive. They were they were dangling a bunch of stuff in front of me, stock options, yada, yada, yada. And I fought real hard. Like I knew going in, like what uh LVMH, Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. Yeah. I negotiated that contract for that company. Really? Uh, yeah. Like they were on my tour. Richemont, which owns a bunch of brands. I negotiated that contract. Holy shit. Like I was I was their big contract. I would get flown all over the country to negotiate to finalize. Like deals. So I knew, oh, I, I'm walking into, they don't know how to negotiate. I know how to negotiate. Right. So especially because it was like mostly HR people, I'm like, I'm hammering them. And then my boss at the time, who ended up being like my peer, he was like, 
what is it that you want? Because like these people are like really frustrated that you're not signing the contract. And I was like, I want an 18 month severance package. And they're like, why? Why are you so worried about a severance package? Are you planning on leaving? I'm like, I don't, I don't get it unless I get fired or I get laid off. Right. I was like, and here's the way, look at all the sales we've done. Here's the X amount of market share we have. We're all going to get fired pretty soon. Like it was a burn and churn operation. Like they wanted to gain as much market share as they could, fire all those employees and then just use their website. Right. To sort of keep it. I saw that coming. So I was like, yo, I'm only going to be here for the next four years anyway. So let me get like a nice golden parachute. And they were like, all right, fine. I'll just tell them to say yes. I was like, good. And so then when you got laid off, that was your deal. Dude, I fucking wiped my BlackBerry. Like they gave us like this BlackBerry, like the world so we can call anyone. As soon as people started getting laid off, like I got a, I got an email to send my, my one team, my Manhattan team up. So I was like, oh shit, the whole team. And I said to them, I'm like, guys, you're being called to HR. I'm going to be right there. You know, if you put in your password on Blackberries like 10 times, it wipes it? No. I, if you put it in wrong 10 times, it wipes the phone. It goes to zero. I did that shit real quick. Put it 10 times, wiped the phone, put it in my fucking pocket, walked upstairs. Everyone gets laid off. They said, Alexis, we need you to stay. I just, like a cop handing his badge over. I handed <laughs> over the Blackberry. I was like, I know what's coming. And they're like, yeah, you shouldn't be worried. We looked at your contract. You got 18 months. I was like, bye, guys. <gasps> Took my tie off, walked out. Everyone else is crying. I grabbed my fucking coat. I, I feel like- You're like the Superman of unemployed people. I was like, peace, bitch. Here, I thought I was a fucking hero. I'm like, wow, you really soared. 18 months. No, no benefits, but my wife works in a hospital, so it was fine. Oh, my God. It was great. And then you went and pursued your dreams. Yeah. I did one consulting gig for a guy who went to work for another company. And they took that money out of my severance because I, I signed a non-compete. Uh, and I was like, fuck. So from that point on, I was like, I'm not doing no. anything. Yeah. I was like, I thought I'd like do a couple consulting gigs to keep making money while I was a comic. And my wife's like, no, you're working for free. Mm-hmm. She was like, just go do comedy. And I was like, all right, peace. But it helped. I mean, you needed that time to dedicate. Like, yeah. I also needed that time to get my mind out of like the corporate mentality. Like yeah. when I came into comedy, I came in real hot. I was like, look at this guy. Fuck that shirt. Who's that? And people were like, whoa. Like I thought comedy was going to be nothing but a bunch of class clowns. <laughs> no, it is not. Nah. There's some people who take like, they take themselves very seriously. Yeah. And I don't. <laughs> so I came in like roasting everyone and people were like, dude, you're mean. And I was like, ah, I need to relax because everyone here is wild sensitive. But you, you probably know? kill in a roast, right? I did. I was undefeated, the two I did, but I stopped doing them because I would tell everyone, don't talk about my wife. Like, yeah, it's the only thing. Like, she's not a comic. You know what I mean? Like, make fun of me all you want. You can make fun of her for being married to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, you talk about her, it's no longer a roast. Oh, wow. I'm like, in front of the cameras, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was like, I mean that. Yeah. It's no longer a roast. And it's just because she's not a comedian. And right. also, like, her family, they're not, you know what I mean? They're not regular people. Like, they all find that very offensive. And if I don't honor her, I'm dead. So <laughs> you're done. I was He's like, a respectful husband. Yeah. You're so right. the first two were cool with it, the first two that I did. And then after that, they were like, well, and I'm like, I'm just not going to do these anymore. I got gotcha. you. It's not fair. Have you ever been fired from a job? I know you like. First job ever, I got fired. That was it? I was. Only job I've ever been fired from. That the big job, the big one. No, that was I was eleven years old. I oh. lied. I lied and said I was sixteen. I worked. So, do you know what rec specs are? You know the plastic uh, sports goggles. Yeah. That have prescriptions in them. Yes. Uh, like like uh, for like squash. Like no. A lot of people wear them in squash, but like uh, Eric Dickerson and like athletes like that used to wear them. Horace Grant wore them. Okay. When he was with the Bulls, it's also like, it looks like really thick glasses with a strap on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was invented in Newark, right behind my house, right? It was a factory. It was Liberty Optical. It's the first it? historical <laughs> yeah. thing from Something Newark. Something happened in Newark oh besides AIDS, you know? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Um, but, you know, in hospitals, they're not allowed to say that patient has AIDS, so they say that guy's got the Newark flu. It's fucked up, but it's what? true. Yeah, it's true. The Newark flu. <laughs> so uh, that's how you avoid HIPAA laws is by offending oh my Newark. God. So I went to the job. I went to the factory, and I was like, yo, I want a job. And the lady's like, you got to be 16. I'm like, just what happens? I just turned 16. That's amazing. <laughs> you were 11? I, I was 11 years old. And I looked nine, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so she gives me a document, like the paper you sign. And she goes, go ahead, fill that out. I was like, I start filling out my name, my address. Birthday. And she get, get to, uh, no, get to the social security number. And she literally crosses her arms. And I just wrote the number seven. <laughs> and I was like, bam, security, social security number seven. <laughs> And I just kept doing it. And she looked at me. She's like, you're not 16, huh? And I go, yeah, no, I just turned 16. She's like, you're not 16. I go, nah, I'm not 16. I was like, how'd you know? She's like, you put seven. And for your birthday, you counted back 16 years. So she's like, look, we'll give you a job. It'll be off the books. You can't go anywhere near the machinery. 
And I was like, all right, cool. And so they had me like throwing pallets around. Yeah. It was like manual labor. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to fuck around with like machines and stuff. So this is after school, right? So like I went the first day and they were like, all right, move all the pallets from that side of the factory outside. So I brought it all outside and I was tired. And I thought, well, no one's back here, so I'll take a nap. <laughs> all, all there were was a bunch of cars. And I woke up, all the cars were gone. And I'm like, oh, no. Either someone stole these cars or everyone who works here just left and saw me asleep on the pallets. Turns out it was that second one. I walk in the next day and they're like, you're fired. And I was like, damn it. So I fought to get that job back. But then I ended up getting like an internship kind of in their marketing department after like, after like a year in the shipping department. Oh, my God. So I did that. And I also worked at a... I love that you wanted to work at 11, too. You're like... Well, no one was buying me clothes. Like, we were dirt poor, and everyone else had nice clothes. So I was like, I might as well get a job to buy myself clothes. So all I spent all my money on was food and clothes. <laughs> like, I would... That's what I did when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. I worked at a, at a... It was like a clothes... We only had, like, one, like, hip, cool clothing store in my area. Yeah. And because I was Jewish and went to bat mitzvahs, everyone would buy their bat mitzvah, like, outfits there. So I knew everyone who came in. They were like, it's crazy, this, like... 14-year-old girl is just, like, selling more than, like, the actual <laughs> employees. Right. Even though I was an employee, I was hired to fold, you know, like right. clean out dressing rooms. And but fold. those are all your friends coming in. Right. So I'd be like, oh, you have to see this dress. This dress is so good. And I'd sell all this shit. And then they'd be like, here's your paycheck. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can afford nice jeans. And then I'd buy nice jeans. And then I'd leave. And my parents would be like, did you make a paycheck? And I was like, no. Have you seen these killer ass jeans? Yeah, but I got nice jeans. Yeah, you see my ass in these jeans? Like, that's not how jobs work, Anna. You got to learn to to save the paycheck. And I was like, well, you give me food. Yeah. So. My mother always told me, she's like, you don't know the value of a dollar. She's like, you'll learn it when you don't have it. She always say that. <laughs> you and then, learn it when you don't have it. And then it, it, like, it would frustrate her that I would keep getting bigger and better jobs like over and over and over again. Like I would always like somehow find something better. And she's like, oh. And then I became a comedian. She was like, aha. Now he's poor. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Now you got to learn how to save a fucking dime. <gasps> did you ever have like a period? I mean, obviously after the severance ended and stuff, did you ever have any big like chunks of unemployment, like a period in your life where you're like, fuck, I'm really not bringing in enough money right now. No, yeah. Um, I got the ABC Showcase last year uh -huh. in 2018. Congrats. Thank you. Um, and during that period, I was on the road. We did, a, we did a tour for the podcast for three weeks and ticket sales were great. Everything was fine. Well, only one city was a bad, but we we signed a deal with like a uh, an agency that does these tours. So we got like an appearance fee that was like really low. Mm -hmm. And if we would have done a ticket deal, we would have been fine. But I came home with like no money after that. And I went straight to the ABC showcase, which is like a month and a half of being there every day. So I had to cancel like all, all tours. I couldn't do anything. Right. So for a month and a half, I was for- But it was still for a cool opportunity. It was, but I mean, before that, I wasn't making a ton- during it, I didn't make a ton. And then all of a sudden, I walk into the ABC showcase and I'm not making a ton. So, altogether, it was like nine months of not really bringing, I mean, I was bringing in like five to $600 a month mm -hmm. to like a household that needs more than that. Sure. You know, there's two of us. All of us in New York yeah. City can't really. Afford. Yeah, someone in Iowa was like, what do you got, a mansion? No, yeah. like here, that's not even a room is a room in someone's house or apartment is about a thousand. Right. So, um, yeah, that's I felt cheap. Yeah, that's super cheap. And I felt terrible. Um, I felt terrible that all the load was on my wife. I felt, Really uncomfortable that she had to carry us financially. But, like, I was like, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. Mm -hmm. And somehow it actually didn't. Yeah. I was just kind of hoping. Yeah, I wasn't promising. But uh, but people go through that and you're just like, w like, you have to have hope. I mean, I'm right. I'm at that, you know, like now. I feel like I'm always at that point where I'm yeah. like, this will pay off. All of this work will pay off. It 100% will. But I think the one thing that I learned, that at least it worked out for me, is, like, make your own path. Yeah. Because if you're waiting for someone to give you an opportunity, you're going to keep You may get it. But odds are you're not. So what's the worst that happens? You start a path, down a path, making your own money, and then someone gives you a big opportunity and now you can't do that anymore? Or you wait and wait and wait and don't get anything. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be the guy that has to give something up because I got a better opportunity than be someone who's like sitting there waiting, promising myself it's going to work out. Right. Those are good problems to have. Yeah. Like, do I want to do this TV show or do I want to keep doing my own TV show, right? These are tough, tough issues. Yeah. Like there was a, there was a serious consideration to not do the television show. Really? Because I'm like, well, we're kind of making enough on these things. Mm. Like, should do we want to give control to somebody else? Should we just go to them and say, like, yo, let's produce it ourselves and we'll give it to you? Like, the negotiations took about four months because of all that. Because we were like, we don't necessarily need the television show. We wanted it because especially in the world like sports, that validation is important. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
I got you. Are you enjoying HQ? We we work together, but I we know. don't work together. We're never job together. <laughs> never together. One day, I think I saw you. Yeah. I was there for like a meeting. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I was there to eat. Um, but no, dope. I work. You work. If you're there, you're on a Monday or Wednesday. I'm there on a Tuesday or Thursday. So yeah, we so don't run into each other. No, but it's cool. Like uh, some of the outings and stuff we get to go. Yeah, to yeah. And isn't it a weird gig? It's a very weird job, right? Like when just- I got it, I was like, I don't even know how to explain this to people. I'm like, I'm on an app. <laughs> Live. Yeah. Now you can say I'm on TV, but I'm also on a phone. Yeah. Like I told my nephew to download the HQ app and he was like, why? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. Your uncle's going to be on it. He's like, all right. I see you on YouTube all the time. I'm like, just fucking download the app. Right. Watch me on your phone. Answer Uh some questions. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Win money. Yeah. Win 47 cents, dude. Yeah. Um, So what I want to do now is we're going to take a little break. We're going to call someone who needs a pep talk. I feel like you have given me brilliant advice. You really have, especially with the whole like, find what you're good at. That's not what everyone else is doing right now. That's very helpful. I crowdsourced on Twitter. I said, who's unemployed? Who needs a pep talk? And I got a lot of responses. I always get a lot of responses. The whole fucking world is unemployed. It's really unfortunate. (laughs) But I wanted to call Amanda Goose Key. I don't think, I don't know if that's her real name. I'll find out. Amanda Gooseke. Uh, But she said, me, I've been job hunting off and on for a few years now, a few years now, while I score temporary or freelance gigs. People in interviews keep saying I'm too qualified and that somehow simultaneously makes me not qualified for their positions. And then someone else responded to her tweet and said, you should definitely call her. I don't know if they know her or not, but they (laughs) liked her story. So we're going to call Amanda Gooseke. She plays HQ. She knows who you are. Hey. She said he's cool AF on HQ Sports. Hey. So um, we already love. All right. We I'm going to give her positive her. advice now. I know, right? Because if she didn't like me. If she was like, oh, man, no, I like the other host. Yeah. No. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready to make someone's dreams come true? It's about damn time. Hello? Hi, is this Amanda? Hi, this is. Hi, it's Anna Roisman. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. I'm a little, I'm stunned still. You're stunned? A I'm, little bit. This is a shock. You're the coolest. Aw, you're well, the coolest. Don't say that too quick because I'm also here. Yeah, Alexis is <laughs> here too. You know Alexis Guerreros, right? Yeah, what's up, Alexis? <laughs> what's up? Goose Key. <laughs> I know. Is that your last name, Goose Key? I was really. We... No, it's Lusky. I'm, I'm incognito. I'm hiding out. I love it. Well, you just told us In your public. real name. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. Yeah. You got me. Amanda. Fine, yeah. Thank you Wait. so much for responding to my tweet. Honestly, you were the first one. You were one of the first ones. And I appreciate your story because I have been there. I've been where you are, where you go into interviews. And they're like, you have too much experience. We don't need you. I've never once been told I'm overqualified for anything. So. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I've been like, sir, why are you here? Uh, are you a valet? I've gotten that a couple no. times. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm glad you're here. You brought us the wrong tacos. And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh I'm my here God. for a job interview. So <laughs> we want to know, I want to know, what were you doing? Because you, you said you've been kind of freelance for a couple of years now, right? So what was the job you, you were doing? What, what do you like to do? Uh, well, what do I like to do? Well, I, I like money, but I don't like to do anything. Um, I was teaching. You were teaching? I was in gr- I was teaching. I was in grad school, and then you know that ran out of money. And then I was like doing little like adjuncty jobs. But you work from what January to May, and they give you like two thousand bucks the whole time, pre tax. Oof, oof. <laughs> and you're like, no. So so now I like editing work. I pet sit things like that. Pet sitting is nice. I, I did I did some catering. Woo. That's cool. Well, it's still good money in catering though. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the catering company shut down. Oh, oh no! Yes, yeah, so I guess it's not maybe it's enough, you. Right? No, <laughs> uh, I'm only joking. No, yeah, this is a pet. What can <laughs> I ask? Food prices. Do you still want to teach? What is like your goal? No. Oh yeah, goal. Well, I mean, actually, I'm trying to do writing now. Um, my friend and I are trying to pitch in a DC like streaming service competition. Oh wow! Like a little. TV pilot, but I'm just trying to do some writing and then trying to get an office job or something, anything. (laughs) Office jobs are good for writing. Honestly, at my last office job, I wrote a whole pilot. 
but they didn't know. But you know, yeah. you got a lot of downtime, and you're like able to just kind of crack open the computer and write for a couple hours. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah I don't want to do teaching anymore. The kids are all litigious. Is how I mean, can I cut all this? Um, you know, they, you give them a B, and you're like a pity B. There you go. You would have failed. And then they're like, I'm calling my lawyer, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been teaching some yeah, you, fancy charter kids. schools. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was like, you know, university. I have oh, yeah. two and a half philosophy degrees, you know, those kids. Wow. And it's in it's in Kentucky too, right? So Is that where you're <laughs> based out of? Kentucky? That, well, that's where I'm in right now. Nice. Let me just tell you my like last name and my location. Is it well I'm gonna ask, are you like I was gonna say Louisville, but are you in a big city? Yeah, well, Lexington. There Lexington. you go. There you let go. me let me just give you all the information. Yeah. Are you closer to downtown? Would you say North Elmwood? <laughs> uh, here's my my advice is if you if your aspiration is to write and to like pitch, you know, sitcoms or shows or anything uh, digital series, I would say one focus on doing it yourself. Make it yourself. It's really easy to produce stuff. Audio equipment's relatively inexpensive. You won't have the best equipment, but you don't need it. Um, you know, you could shoot stuff on your phone if you absolutely have to. Like the audio engineer is cringing that I'm saying this, but for for the purpose of putting something online, get it done, build an audience that way. You know, f you know, put stuff up on whether it's TikTok or Instagram. You'd like build your own audience because you're not in a in a media heavy area, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but you're also not far from, you could go pitch in Chicago in a weekend if you had to. You could maybe fly to LA or New York if, if you start making a little bit more money online. Like find a way to start making it yourself. And I think that that would come with either finding a job that's relatively steady, that pays well, that you're not that committed to, or start temping if that's something that's possible. Temping is very helpful. Have you ever temped oh, before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've done some temp. Woo. Yeah, temp. The problem with temp is it temps and it's over, but uh, yeah, that's a good idea. It'd be like the unemployed show. Yeah. Have you yeah. watched but, the unemployed show? I have. Oh, sweet. Well, now it you're on great. it. Now you're on it, baby. Now you're a part what? of it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Alexis and I were just talking about it. You know, being comedians, we're kind of like, we're always we're always pitching ourselves or projects or whatever, or, you know, getting on shows that are out of town and stuff. So we're, we're like, how do we get a job that we can just kind of leave tomorrow, you know? And yeah. so that is, even though temp jobs do end, it's also, you could end it too. And you've got no stake in that company. That's it. You ever see the movie Heat? <laughs> You ever see Heat when De Niro says to, when Pacino says to De Niro, I'm ready to leave everything and everyone in every 30 seconds? That's, that's how a comedian handles work. Yeah. Are you, what kind of stuff are you writing? Uh, well, my friend and I wrote like a young adult book and we're, I wrote a comic, you know, little things. I'm learning how to write screenplays. That's great. I'm just trying to stretch myself. As a kid, I wanted to be a stand-up comic. Yeah, that was... <laughs> nice. I don't know what happened to that. I should get back into it. You can always go to it, I feel like you got time if you're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. my, That's how Alexis got into stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> he was unemployed. <laughs> I was unemployed. I'm like, well, I might as well go do this. That makes no money if I'm going to sit here and make no money. Yeah. Um, I, my advice is do you're, you are what you do the most. So if you really want to be a writer, go find a way to write the most you can where without losing your home, you know, that's important. You need a place to stay. But... <laughs> Yeah, figure it out. I don't know, like, you know, maybe Airbnb if you have a second bedroom. I don't know if people are trying to get to Lexington. Uh, but if they are, you can Airbnb the second bedroom as long as you feel safe. I think that's a good idea. Like, find ways, Uber maybe. I don't know if, like, if you have a car that you can Uber with or Uber mm -hmm. Eats, if that's really popular, like, in downtown during the day. Like, find those little ways so that you can just sort of free up as much time and as much, like, lacking commitment to those to those jobs, things that you could turn on and off as needed. Yeah, you want a job you don't have to put your brain on too much because you want your brain to focus on the stuff you want to write, you know? Got to get the job oh, yeah. done. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow, this is great. Oh, this is great. Thank you for letting us call you in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've also assessed you're not overqualified, so I feel like all those people are lying to you. I'm only joking. Yeah. You seem well, of great. of course they are. <laughs> no, but I mean, when you say you've been a teacher at these, you know, at a university and you have degrees and stuff and you walk in and you say, hey, I just want to answer phones at this office... I've gotten that too. And you you can't say to them, oh no, I know I'm overqualified. I just want a job I don't have to think about. Yeah. You can't say that out loud. Also so lie on your resume. Don't put such good stuff on your resume. Yeah. No one checks. No, I don't want to say, <laughs> you don't have to put everything on your resume. Leave stuff out. Don't lie. Yeah. I'll say that. I say lie. <laughs> 
What's the worst that happens? Well, I've said a lot. If it's you get mission. caught, if you get caught, you could just say, I just wanted this job so badly. Well, it's go. different when you're getting caught, like, you know, taking stuff off. I'm not, like, applying Harvard degrees. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you want to know something, Amanda? I was at a temp, a temp agency once, and uh, they were like, we want to send you in for this job as an assistant for a law firm. And I used to be an assistant at a venture capital firm. So they were like, this is perfect. You know how to do everything. You know, you can schedule travel or book meetings, whatever. It's a job that, you know, a lot of people could do. And my resume, they said, take off anything creative. Do not have anything on your resume that says you could do comedy, that says you do like acting or writing, whatever. So I make advice. I literally am like, oh, okay. So I make a new resume and it's only jobs I've had that have to do with an office or whatever. And I leave one job on there that's like, it was like writing for like, it was like a copywriting for like a network, but it really wasn't creative. You know what I mean? It was kind of just like a, a mundane thing. I like assisted someone. And I think my resume looks great. They said, oh, this looks good. Go into the interview. I go into the interview and the first thing they say is, oh my God, I mean, this is the most creative resume we've ever seen. Like this, this one this one job you did seven years ago. Wow, like is that is that something you're passionate about? And I was like, well, sometimes I, I do some fun comedy, but that's only at night. That's 10 p.m., way after your hours of, you know, 10 to 6, whatever it is, 8 to 6. And, uh, and I literally like... I thought I killed the interview other than that, but they kept going back to that one thing that I like couldn't, I was like, we don't have to talk about that anymore. That was nothing. And then I didn't get the job and the agency was like, they thought you want to just be a writer or like an actor. They're like, they didn't think you'd commit. And I was like, I went in. Yeah. Ready to be a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) So. It's the red flags, man. You know, you do have to kind of tailor the resume to where you're going in. Like, honestly, if you're going in for just like a job you don't even like want to think about, make your resume bare bones and go in and just be like, you know, yeah, I had some money saved up. I'm looking for something right now. Like, you don't even have to give them, you know, tell them that you're writing or you're pitching or whatever. No. And if you're that good of a writer and you're that good on your feet, You'll make them feel like you're the perfect per- person for the job once you get in there. Mm-hmm. That's Alexis's tactic, right? Yeah. You go in, you talk your way. You're like, I can I talk my way into anything, and then I sometimes have to talk my way out of there it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to talk your way in before you can talk your way out. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me, did we change your life? Are we helping you? Do you feel motivated? Uh, yeah, you completely changed my life. <laughs> That's, That's all awesome. I wanted to hear. What about what about Anna? Did she also help? <laughs> oh my god well thank you so much for talking to us yeah thank you for calling my god life-changing hashtag oh my god i love it yeah find us on twitter and let me know let me know if you get that job that's like flexible and when you sell your first script send us bourbon Right. Send us bourbon from Kentucky. Yeah. And also cast us, you know. We'll star in your script. Yeah. Make the script about us. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> it's a buddy cop movie, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Yeah, first person in mind. First yeah. people, sorry. It's about people. two hosts who escape their phone. <laughs> That's right. We get held hostage, <laughs> you know, by, by the internet. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It writes itself. It's like uh, The Matrix. This turned into a lovely oh, brainstorming se- session. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's um, great. Amanda. Well, thanks so much again. I got to say, for someone who's unemployed, you seem like you're smiling. And that's honestly I like am. what you got to do. Stay happy. Find things that make you happy, you know, even between these interviews. Just don't smile too much. People will start talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to him. He's telling you to stop smiling and lie on your resume. Best advice you could get right here. <laughs> yeah. All right, I hope you have an amazing weekend. It's Friday. Have a great weekend. Do something fun. Yeah, woo. Thanks. You too. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Bye, Amanda. Bye. I love that. I didn't think we would uh, we'd give such opposing <laughs> advice. I mean, I like to go with realistic advice. You're like, lie. I'm You're like, like, the stars no, will align. Leave out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, you remind me of people like, but we're going to get in trouble. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Oh, my it's God. the only way people know who you are. <laughs> this was so fun. Thank you so much for no, being here. Thanks for having here. me. This was a blast. This was great. And honestly, you're very inspiring. I know you like don't take yourself seriously. And you've said that like 14 times. But yeah. like you do. You know how to like get through like tough times and like even when you were making a shit ton of money you're like well i know i'm not gonna have money anymore i'm gonna make it work i'll figure it out i that's my promise is i I always i said to my wife before we got married i said to you know anyone involved in my life like just i don't know i'll figure it out 
I will, because I focus on just trying to do what I want to do. Yeah. And if you do that, at some point, someone's going to give you something, or you just made it so far by your, on your own. Right. Don't let the bullshit get in the way. Not Don't at let all. the jealousy. The people, no one's going to believe fucking... in you. I got to be anyone listening. No one believes in you now, so no one's going to believe in you in six months. <laughs> no one believes in you. You believe in you, and that's all you need. That is all you need. No, no one goes in a casket with all the people that believed in them. You know what I mean? You all go alone. You're the only person you need. Move forward. You'll be I. Do you believe in me, though? 100% believe oh, in great. you. Oh, great. Thank yeah. you. That's all I wanted to hear, you know? Yeah. You've got too much talent. You know how to sing and stuff. Oh, stop. The singing, you know? You it, invited me once to that show. I, I'm not a fan of, like, show tunes and stuff, so I was like, I'm definitely not going to that. But uh, you, <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun. What show? Don't you do the, the, the singing at Joe's Pub? Oh, that's not a show tunes thing at oh, all. Oh, it isn't? No, it's all okay. Right. I it's probably a don't like it either. Tribute Whatever. show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. Cover band? I'm not going to do it. But it looks like a lot of fun. Like, I'm like, look how much talent she has. Oh, thank you're gonna you. are going to be fine. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. You're going to be fine. You already are. You have a I only have show. one talent. I found a better way to make it work. <laughs> I talk about pizza on a soccer podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to have to go out to dinner. That's what I really want to do. Done. I want to go somewhere where we know food, good food. We'll fucking order the whole menu. Jared and Dee will just sit back as we order We'll be everything. like, listen, we're going to order? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. true. That is how I live my life. Yeah. Um, Alexis, how can we find you? Yeah. Uh, at not Alexis on everything for personal, um, at soccer cooligans on everything for uh, the podcast and the, if you just want to interact with us about soccer and if you don't want, uh, want to watch the show it's Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8pm on Fubo Sports Network which is on like every smart TV in the world uh, it's it's everywhere it's about to be on Comcast oh I probably shouldn't say that it's going to be on cable soon uh, Rom it's, it's on it's on a bunch of stuff you don't have to cut it out I did that on purpose uh, it's going to be on a bunch of stuff so if just if you go to FuboSportsNetwork.com you could watch it for free as well and congrats on all of the success with this thank you so much Cool Agains is cool Again. Hey. Oh, wow. I'm the new tagline. That's got to be the ending right there. I know how to end his podcast. I don't end my own <laughs> shit. No, but seriously, this was Unemployed with Anna Royceman. We had fun today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for being here. Subscribe, listen. I don't know. Find all the other episodes. Leave follow. Five, put five stars and leave a review. It helps. <sighs> yeah. Thank you. You ended this perfectly for me. Listen to what he said. Five stars, leave a review, tell us what you love, and uh, let me know if you're unemployed or if you need any advice. Hit me up on Twitter at Anna Royceman, and I will see you next time. Bye.